Presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds. Where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this 25th day of September 2023 today's show. And as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase at SeatGeek.com for all your baseball tickets, football tickets, uh, hockey tickets. Got everything going on right now. Might as well get yourself some Swifty tickets too. While you're at it, she was at a football game yesterday. We'll get to that down at the bottom of that one in about uh, five minutes or so. But anyways... Best time of year to be a sports fan. I don't know if you guys should listen to the show the other night with uh, Dave and I were talking about just the uh, this time of year. You got college football and NFL in full swing. Obviously, the Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The last week of the regular season begins today with some great races still up for uh, up for up for grabs. There, the divisions are all, all basically done. But the wild card races, the way they base baseball set it up a few years back to have the three wild card teams now and then going down the last week in the season, it's it's going to be a, a great little stretch run here it's been a, a fantastic weekend lots going on lots of really weird stuff happened in the world of sports over the weekend uh it's just a great time here to, to be a sports fan you can't get enough there's always a game on not enough tvs not enough time not enough uh anything to watch everything that you uh want to watch but i had a few things that, over the weekend that i thought were quite interesting some highlights and lowlights everything else we'll get up onto those uh right here in the category of um uh, it's time to just go away and take your mediocre football team with you. I got the uh, Colorado Buffaloes. They got stomped over the weekend, too, by the uh, Oregon Ducks. The number nine Oregon Ducks took it to Colorado to hopefully get the uh, the uh, relevance, relevancy train going for uh, for Colorado and say, see you later, and everybody jump on that bus. The uh, the Buffaloes got smoked 42-6, to six, which could have been a lot worse, but uh, uh, Oregon did not play a bunch of uh, starters in the second half. It was 35-0 at halftime. It was never a contest. Uh, Coach Prime, his team was never in this one, and hopefully it'll slow out, slow out, slow the media train, all the media hype around this this, this uh, Colorado team down. Prime won't shut up. He never has. He never will. Neon, Dion. I, I still call him Neon, not Prime. Prime time. But anyways, uh, it, it, it won't slow him down, but the media train and the uh, the next coming of, uh, of Caleb Williams, next coming of Reggie Bush in Coach Prime's son, uh, it, that should go away. He's not winning a Heisman Trophy this year. There's no way that Shadur Sanders should have been in the Heisman Trophy uh, co- uh, talk at all. He took a few mediocre teams. Yes, they did have that big win against Texas, against uh, against uh, TCU. Just open up the season. But next week, when the USC plays or plays um plays Colorado, you're going to see that uh, that uh, Colorado uh, rivalry train or Colorado relevancy train getting uh, derailed 100%. As I think think my USC Trojans are going to stomp on the Colorado Buffaloes next week in Boulder. It shouldn't be pretty. It's going to be ugly. I think that USC's got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They didn't play a great game. We'll get to that in half a second. But I got a little bone to pick a little bit with the uh, 
with the, the Fox network for, for whatever reason, they decide to put a team that's not very good in the Colorado Buffaloes on that, uh, on that big stage at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 9, 9 a.m. Pacific. So it's a noon start uh, Eastern time. But having a team like, I'm glad that USC is playing, but I'd rather have USC playing a little later in the day so I can have a few beers while I'm watching the football game and everything that goes on. Having the, the, those two teams playing at 10 in the morning uh, local time is ridiculous. It's a, it's a stupid idea. I know it's for money and everything else, but they, and have Prime have Prime in that slot on Fox. It's usually a Big Ten game. So I think it's quite ridiculous that, that they have the USC Trojans and the Colorado Buffaloes playing at noon Eastern time in that game on television. I think it's a ridiculous time slot. I know it's for money. I know it's for all that stuff, but I, I think it's a, a big waste of time. And a lot of fans out in uh, out in California, they'll just be shaking off the cobwebs the night before and they won't be able to enjoy the game as they usually do. I'm sure a lot of people will be starting their tailgate barbecues and everything else, have a brunch instead of a, uh, a bratwurst or a hamburger or a hot dog, whatever it might be. But I think it's a terrible idea by the NCAA and whoever makes the choices at Fox. And I know it's for money and advertising and uh, neon Dion primetime. He's a, he's a ticket seller and gets people's eyeballs on things, but that team is, uh, is going to be shown how irrelevant they are come next week when they face my USC Trojans who, uh, who had a bit of a rough one this weekend, but basically uh, speaking of my USC, Tro- USC Trojans, it was a, a perfect weekend for the Trojan family. Uh, they, they, they won tough, 42 to 28, a game that wasn't greatly played. Their defense was a little bit sloppy for sure. Caleb Williams was okay, but he uh, had, had a bit of a struggle. Their defense struggled a lot, but they got the win, and that's the main thing. I think they'll still stay at number at number five in the uh, in the standings, in the, the NCAA rankings, in the football rankings, and uh, have a chance of doing some damage throughout the uh, rest of the playoffs. I do think that they're, they're going to de- destroy uh, Coach Prime next week and the Colorado Buffaloes, because I think that, that sometimes Prime's yap gets him uh, and his team in trouble. I know it's just uh, for clicks and everything else and to, to, to try to be relevant and, and all, all it is and get the media hype going and NIL money and all that stuff. But I think that the USC Trojans are going to find themselves uh, in on, on a big win next weekend in Boulder. And uh, what made this uh, a, a, per, a perfect weekend or perfect day for the USC Trojans and their fan base, and uh, to, to turn this used uh, not not often enough, in my opinion, because they don't get a, a lot of perfect days. But what happens is that when uh, for a perfect day in USC, it, uh, you have to have a Notre Dame loss and a UCLA loss and both teams lost this weekend along with the USC win you had the perfect weekend the perfect storm uh you had the Notre Dame Fighting Irish losing at home to Utah or to Ohio State, sorry, to Ohio State in a not a, kind of a lackluster football game. Good defense and everything else. 17-14, I think was the final on that one. And UCLA, they lost on the road in Utah. Uh, in a really boring game, 14 to seven. So it was a perfect weekend for the USC Trojans with uh, Notre Dame losing and FUCLA losing. And then then the USC winning, like I said, in a 42-28 fashion over the Arizona State Sun Devils. So that was the, that was a great weekend for the for the, the, the Trojans. They're five and or four and old. They have a good shot at doing some damage this year in the playoffs and everything else. Uh, in Major League Baseball this weekend, it was a great weekend of baseball. The Texas Rangers basically... Uh, they shoved it up my rear end because I said they were, they were going to be the team that's going to be on the outside looking in. But they now have a two-and-a-half game lead over Houston and a three-game lead over Seattle after sweeping the Mariners 
over the weekend. I had the Rangers being out of contention a week ago, but turns out I don't know anything the way it turns out with that, that American League West. I think everybody's been the last two to three weeks, everybody's been wrong about this. Counting teams out, counting everybody else going on, on there. So it's a lot that can happen in this uh, next week coming up with, with the Rangers having that sweep over the Mariners, like I said. Now you have the Houston Astros, only they're a half game out, I think, of the whole thing. You, you have the Houston Astros going into Seattle for a pivotal series tonight starting in uh, in Seattle. It's going to be a tough one. Justin Verland is taking the hill for the Houston Houston uh, Astros. They got the higher gun for this reason at the trade deadline from the Mets, and that was a, and that a horrible thing, that horrible division and everything else going on with the Mets. But it should be interesting. This last week of the baseball season should be a lot of fun. Six of 12 playoff spots are filled. Uh, so far, Baltimore, Tampa, Minnesota in the American League. You got Atlanta, Milwaukee, and the Dodgers in the National League. I think Toronto, they have a two-game spot up right now. They had a pretty good weekend. They should have won all three games in that uh, that series against uh, Tampa Bay. They, they blew one on Saturday there, but they got a good good shot at making the playoffs now. They have the lowly New York Yankees coming into Sky Dome or Rogers Center this week to start in a series tomorrow, I think it is, for three games. So they should be able to uh, wrap that up and get get themselves into a wild card spot and maybe rest a, a pitcher or two and set their rotation up for the uh, the the, uh, the wild card round that's coming up starting next week, this time next week or Tuesday next week. So that's, that's really interesting. And we won't talk about the Yankees, but maybe later on this week we'll talk about the Yankees a little bit and see how that one went and see uh, how we'll talk about that and see uh, where it all went wrong. I think I, everybody knows that roster construction really bad with the Yankees, but that series uh, oh, the next weekend, you have the, uh, the, the Mariners and the um, and the Rangers finishing up the season with four games starting uh, on Thursday to wrap the season up. So nothing's done in that American League West with the wild card spot. You got two spots for three teams. Basically, how it's going on? Like I said, I think the the, the Jays are going to be okay. They'll get a couple more wins. They got to get to ninety, and you should be okay. Uh, but you want to get some wins now and have it all done. Uh, National League wild card is also going to be a fantastic race right to the bitter end. Uh, Arizona, the Cubs, and Miami are all within a game, game and a half of each other. Uh, look out because the, the the uh, the uh, the Cubs have the powerhouse Braves right now, and the the, the Marlins are going to play the uh, the Mets. So, what are the the Braves going to play anybody? Who knows? Because they they they, cl- they clinch their playoff spot. Are they going to just sit things out? It's, it's yet to be seen how that's all going to play out. Um, Cincinnati may have played themselves out of a wild card spot. Uh, they're two and a half games out. They had an atrocious weekend this weekend, losing two or three to Pittsburgh. I think it was a 14-13 game on Saturday night uh, at home in Cincinnati, which is probably Joey Votto's last uh, last games in Cincinnati. The way it's all going to turn turn out. He gave a bit of a uh, a post game speech when it was all said and done, saying thanks for the memories, everybody's. Uh, I'm probably uh, heading down the highway and uh, packing my crap and going home. I think he'll probably just retire. Uh, he's a free agent at the end of the year, but I think he'll just call it good, and that'll be it for the Joey Votto era in Cincinnati. And uh, Clayton Kershaw, he pitched his last regular season game for the Dodgers, I think on Friday night in that series that they had with the uh, uh, San Francisco Giants. A uh, hell of a series there. The Dodgers are such a class organization. I, I love them. Um, I hope that. Kershaw gets a couple of starts in the playoffs for the Dodgers. Hope they don't put him in the bullpen because that, that never works. Get putting a bull, guy in the bullpen. You remember a few years, a few years back when they had um, Kershaw come out of the, of the bullpen and it went disastrous and they ended up losing that ball game. And people were pointing their finger at Kershaw. And I guess you could, but you're not a bullpen guy. Your, your body's not trained that way. But Kershaw pitched his last regular season start. You hope that he can ride off in the sunset with a World Series championship, an actual one, not like that 2021 that they won the, in the, the COVID year in the bubble and the. Uh, all on and on it went and uh, we'll look back on those ones uh, in years to come and go what the hell happened there like I'm not against it it was just an odd an odd scenario that was going on there uh, in 2000 
2020 with the uh, with uh, with COVID and baseball and sports in general. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I, I still think that the Rangers are going to be the odd team looking out for some reason. I don't know why they start a weekend series this uh, or a week series this uh, t- tonight or tomorrow, almost tonight with the uh, Los Angeles. Angels of Anaheim, whatever you want to call them. I, I don't even know what the team's name is anymore, but that, that team's an absolute disaster. It's going to be interesting to see, see how that all rolls out. But a great week of baseball coming up. Lots of playoff implications throughout the game. There's a game later on this morning with my New York Yankees that rained out over the weekend, so they're playing their last game in the Bronx today to wrap up their home schedule. Uh, what a disaster. Maybe on Thursday I'll do a Yankees uh, post-mortem and see what's going to happen there with my New York Yankees moving forward. Um, anyways, the uh, National Football League. What a, a lot going on in the National Football League yesterday. Lots going on, but not there was uh, the biggest news, and I'm not talking Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey being at all the buzz. Um, uh, as Miss Swift attended the Chiefs game yesterday and sat in the, uh, I'm, I'm presuming Travis Kelsey's, uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, suite. Uh, the whole thing with the Kelsey and the Swifty and everything else. It's gonna be interesting to see how that all that all gonna turn out. But that was the uh, biggest news on Twitter yesterday. There's Miss Swift right there jumping up and down after Kelsey scored a touchdown. Uh, it was kind of as a Twitter uh, was all a buzz. Deanne, she doesn't watch watch uh, football at all, but she was uh, laughing because Swifty was uh, uh, trending on Twitter and saw the whole thing, and she was kind of laughing the whole Taylor Swift thing with Travis Kelsey and see how that's going to turn out. That's going to be a, a budding relationship or just a couple of friends who are going to hang out. I don't really care a whole bunch. The girl can sing a hell of a pop song, but here's hoping nothing going down. But to me, the biggest news was the absolute beatdown. The Miami Dolphins gave the Denver Broncos 70 to 20. That's right, 70. Uh, Karma is a bitch and Sean Payton's finding that out the hard way. Uh, bad-mouthing other coaches in the offseason to me is a no-no and uh, Payton is uh, finding out the hard way and leaving his number one quarterback in the entire game. Russell Wilson, I know he's got uh, some problems there with Wilson, but leaving him in for the entire 70-point uh, beatdown, losing by 50 in a game you should probably have uh, your uh, your spares in and your your third and fourth stringers getting some playing time, but leaving Russell Wilson in there to take the uh, the brunt of, of this, uh, this this defeat. And it's a defensive thing. It's a coaching thing. I don't think it's a Russell Wilson situation. I think this is a, a Sean Payton thing, and the guy should just shut his shut his yap and uh, and let this go. I'm sure Dave and I will have a lot to talk about this game tonight. We do our 1420 Sports Bar podcast. So seeing seeing Payton lose, I think it's justified. It, I think it's karma. I think it's everything else. I love it. Uh, $18 million coach who um, who isn't getting it done so far. 0-3. Their season's over. You can put a bow on that one for the year, and uh, they're, they're done. The Denver Broncos, another disastrous season, got off to the get-go. I think that they are done. I've got uh, Denver, Chicago, Minnesota, and Carolina. That Chicago team is atrocious. They got beat bad, bad, bad by Kansas City yesterday. And uh, you just don't know where that team is going. They're all 0-3. And how did Dallas, like how does the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Arizona Cardinals. This Dallas Cowboys team just can't get out of their own way. They're two and one now. I thought they was they would win that game yesterday. I was almost take, going to take uh, Arizona in my survivor pool, but I didn't. I went with Buffalo winning, or I thought not, uh, Dallas in the survivor pool. Sorry, but I, t- I took Buffalo, so I'm still alive in the belly up survivor pool. So that's a that's a good thing. Uh, anyways, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. Will Cincinnati get a win tonight? I doubt it. I hope not. I hope old Joey Burrow, Joe Cool takes a loss, and they go to 0 three, and their season will be done as well. So that's it for the National Football League. There's a lot going on there. Uh, an interesting weekend uh, in the in the football uh, in the NFL. You and a lot of teams uh, that uh, you thought didn't really have a chance are two and one, and uh, some are one and two. 
too. You got to think there are the Jets are a bloody mess. That, that Zach Wilson, the uh, the milf hunter there, he uh, he had a rough go with it. That bench was in turmoil yesterday. They, they were yelling at each other. Co- offensive coordinators are yelling at players. Players are yelling at each other. It's an absolute disaster there with Mr. Rogers and his neighborhood gone for the year with that uh, with that Achilles tendon situation. And to end things off over the weekend, we had the National Hockey League. They got going. Uh, there was 10, I think it was 10 preseason games last night. And the well, there's a lot of fan base that are like, whatever, it's just a hockey game. But the thing last night, the Calgary Flames defeated the Vancouver Canucks 10 to nothing. You have Vancouver people wanting to jump off bridges out there in Vancouver, in British Columbia. You have people wanting to hang themselves. You want a lot of questions being answered already. They're hitting the panic buttons out there in Vancouver. I wouldn't put too much stock into these preseason games. Usually the home team will dress all of their starters and all their stars, and the visiting team will come up with a bunch of guys who won't play another game in the National Hockey League. It's just the way it goes in the NHL. I wouldn't put any stock into a game like this meaning anything i wouldn't put any stock into the uh to the goaltending, anything. It's just a game. I wouldn't want to make a habit of this in the free season, uh, but because, you know, you get used to losing and then it can be a pretty bad feeling. So, but you don't want to lose 10, nothing a whole bunch, but yeah, you, you get one of these in the preseason. I think they get six, six games. So you can c- come and put something together later on. They'll be okay out there in Vancouver. I'm going to do a t- uh, top three or a bottom three, I guess, later on this week, starting tomorrow, uh, bottom three or three teams that aren't making the playoffs for sure in the e- each conference. We do the Western conference tomorrow and I'll do the Eastern conference on Wednesday uh, on 14 20 in the morning of teams that aren't making the playoffs uh, that'll be a lock I can guarantee you can put some money on that wherever you do your sports betting but at that bet US is a good place to do that but I'm gonna do that later on this week for teams that aren't making the playoffs and I think the Vancouver Canucks are, are one of those teams Anyways, a great weekend of the world of sports. Lots going on. There's lots more going on. Playoff race are heating up in baseball. Football's a thing. Get college football, which I adore, is uh, in full swing. Lots going on in out there. I got a couple wrong this week. I, I had Alabama losing to Old Miss, and Alabama just did what Alabama does, and they won 27 to 10. I think it was when that one was all said and done. Uh, and I got the Notre Dame game right, so that was a good thing. But anyways, you get a whole bunch right and a whole bunch wrong. It's still a t- 25 times zero is still zero. You don't make any money when you get some of those wrong. But anyways, that's it for the weekend in sports. Here's a a uh, little word from our friends from Seek. The foul baller. If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. Make sure you use the promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. Save so 20 bucks on your first purchase. It, uh, it helps our show quite a bit. Thank you very much to our long, long-time sponsor, SeatGeek. Anyways, let's get to uh, Brent's Best Bet, brought to you by BetUS. Bet, uh, get where the game begins, BetUS, America's favorite sports book. We got two Monday nighters in the NFL and a huge baseball game in the American League West tonight. Uh, got a battle of 2-0 teams tonight at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa with the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to win tonight. Baker Mayfield, his stats are actually pretty good this year, but take but take the Eagles to win tonight. Then we got the LA Rams traveling to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. Take the Rams tonight to send the Bengals to 
0-3 on the season. And in the major leagues of professional baseball, the Houston Astros are in Seattle to start uh, a three-game set. That's huge playoff implications throughout. Lots going on. Justin Verlander, he'll outduel Luis Castillo of the Mariners tonight. So take the Houston Astros to win. Should be a great game tonight. So take the Eagles, the Rams, and the Astros. Put down 20 and win yourself $100.98 at America's favorite sportsbook, BetUS.com, and get 125% uh, sign-up bonus by using our promo code 1420BetUS at uh, BetUS.com. There'll be a link up in the show's notes as well, so make sure you... But if you're going to play, make sure you play responsibly. That's the big thing. Don't uh, don't uh, bet what you can't, what you can, for, for food and everything else. So if you're going to play, play responsibly. If you're going to uh, America's favorite sports book, BetUS.com, where the game begins. I've been to 56 straight home games. I've tailgated 61 times. I've been to 31 practices. I've collected 17 autographs. I've had 27 beers spilled on me. Make that 28. I've got one sports book. I've got one sports book. I've got one sports book. BetUS.com. All right, betus.com. We make sure if you're going to play, play responsibly. Uh, let's get to some birthdays and uh, get you guys out of here. Birthdays and on this day, on this day in 2014, Derek Sanderson Jeter played his final game at Yankee Stadium as New York Yankees faced the Baltimore Orioles in front of 48,613 fans. In the Bronx, Jeter would go two for five in the game with three RBIs, including his 19th double of the season. But the game forever be known for Jeter's last at bat. Uh, who could forget it? Ninth inning walk-off single that scored Anton Richardson from second base. In true Jeter fashion, he slapped a uh, first pitch single out to uh, right field, and the place went crazy and the like. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Now, I can't believe it's been nine years since uh, the captains left uh, left our presence out there in the Bronx and being in pinstripes anyways. The post-game on-field celebration was fantastic, including some old friends, Yankee legends, members of the core four, Marion Rivera, Jorge Posada, Andy Pettit, Burn Baby Burn was there, Bernie Williams, and so was uh, Tino Martinez. Mr. T, Joe Torre was also in attendance for that game. So on this day in 2014, Derek Jeter played his final game at Yankee Stadium, one for the ages and one I'll never forget. I got to go to the, the, the Derek Jeter game on the, the day of the gen, on, on September 7th, it was 2014 against Kansas City. It wasn't much of a game. The uh, Yankees weren't very good that season, and Kansas City was. So uh, congratulations to uh, Derek Jeter on this day. Well, a moment you'll never forget. Like he just missed her October and on and on it goes, and the captain and everything else. The guy that he's a, he's a legend in the Yankees in pinstripe in baseball and everything else in the class act throughout his career and uh what else we got uh, um happy 52nd birthday to san francisco 49ers gm and football hall of famer john lynch lynch was born on this day in hinsdale illinois before moving with his family to california he, <coughs> he played baseball and football stanford university for the cardinal Cardinals of color, not a thing. Uh, Lynch was drafted in both sports in baseball, the Florida Marlins in the second round of the 92 Major League Baseball draft and the third round of the NFL draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lynch would go on to play 15 uh, NFL seasons, 11 in Tampa Bay and four in Denver and was selected to nine Pro Bowls and won one Super Bowl in 2003 with the Buccaneers in a 48-21 victory over the Oakland Raiders in Super Bowl 37. Lynch is currently general manager of the San Francisco 49ers and was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of fame in canton ohio in 2021 happy birthday happy 52nd birthday to uh john lynch that guy could flat out play he was a great great football player so yeah he was a vicious guy too bad he went to stanford i don't like stanford i say something really demeaning but 
I'm not going to say it this morning. Try not to swear at 14.20 in the morning. Anyways, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thank you very much for following us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel today for all our great articles and our great shows and everything else. And make sure you go to bellyupsports.com. That's the important one, bellyupsports.com, because uh, we're part of the Belly Up Media Network. They've got great articles there, great uh, great uh, other podcasts are on there as well. So make sure you, you get on top of that uh, and uh, everything else. But the busy day here, 1420 World Headquarters. We've got something else coming up in the very near future that uh, kind of just fell into our lap. So we hope to get that out to you guys in the next day or so. But uh, make sure you guys tune in tomorrow to our, our, our 1420 Sports Bar podcast. I'm sure Dave will be revved up as his Denver Broncos took that 70-20 to 20 beating yesterday. So it should be a lot of laughs to listen to Dave tonight and uh, him ranting and raving about his Denver Broncos. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. I think it's poetic and I think it's karma. I, I really, really do. Anyways, always remember, guys, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're worth. Have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network.